Okay, so welcome back to our series on Sicha Saran Besiat Rishmaya. Thank you to everybody for joining. It's a privilege to learn with you and to see you all here. Thank you. And let's jump back into our learning with Hashem's help to Sicha Saran Ayin Hay. Sicha Saran Ayin Hay. This Erev Lagba Emer. What a privilege. We're even going to get a chance to learn a little bit, I think, a little bit from the Zara Kaddish in the context of today's year. So that works out particularly nicely. And Sichas Ran Ayin Hey and Sichas Ran Ayin Vav, the 75th and 76th teachings in Sichas Ran, are seen as being the primary teachings in this Sefer on Tfila and on Torah, respectively. Sichas Ran Ayin Vav, which we'll see at length, goes through Rabbi Nachman's Derech Halimud, Rabbi Nachman's approach toward learning Torah, which is very unique and very specific. And Sichas Ran Ayin Hey, which is what we're up to now, is Rabbi Nachman's Sicha and Tfila. Now, there are many Sichas in Sichas Ran which talk about Tfila. We've learned many of those together. But over here, this is like a very lengthy Sicha, not a very lengthy Sicha, but a, a, a decently lengthy Sicha. And many of the other things that we've said about Tfila that we've learned about Tfila are incorporated in this particular teaching as well. So as you see, 75A, Ayin Hay, um, number one, is that we're going to have a couple of Shiurim on Sichas Ran Ayin Hay because of its length and because we want to really get into every detail. So we'll get to Sichas Ran Ayin uh, Vav, Be'ezus Hashem, when we finish with this Sicha that we have before us now. So let's dive into it. So Rabbi Nachman says like this, Zechus Yagan Aleinu Kol Yisrael Amen. Says the Rebbe, with regard to davening, says Rabbi Nassim, recording the teachings of Rabbi Nachman in the Sefer, he says Rabbi Nachman spoke a lot about davening, a lot about tefillah. It's Yadua that Rabbi Nachman felt very connected to David HaMelech, David HaMelech's and Shama being connected to the concept of the Ruach of Mashiach, Nishma Sapenu. Ruach Apenu, Mashiach Hashem, David Malka, Mashiach, and Rabbi Nachman felt very connected to that spirit, to that spirit of a redemptive spirit. Like we learned, a spirit of redemption for the individual. To help each and every person, like Rabbi Nachman writes in the Akdam to Lukutimran, Leymar la Asurim Tseu. Rabbi Nachman wanted to help us get out of our subjective galuyas, the personal exile that we can feel trapped in on whatever level Rabbi Nachman wanted. To say that we can get free, that we can we can we can become redeemed. So Rabbi Nachman felt very connected to that spirit of David Amelech, and one of the features of that connection is the Rebbe's connection to Tefillah. Rabbi Nachman said in Yiddish, "Gar mein zach is Tefillah." He said, "My whole thing, my whole thing, is Tefillah." This was Rabbi Nachman's Indian. He had a lot to say about learning. Also, he revealed many deep, glorious tires as well. But Tefillah was his, so to speak, his expertise. So Rabbi Nachman spoke a lot about Tefillah. And the first thing is, Rabbi Nachman says, he warned us, he guided us, to mamish push ourselves, to force ourselves, but to compel ourselves, to daven with tremendous kavana. Now what does that mean? To daven with kavana. There are many different meanings of what this is. To daven with intention. There are many layers of intention. There are many different meanings 
to focusing on our tefillah, what exactly is it that we're focusing on? Are we focusing on the, on the parish of the words, what the words mean? Are we focusing on the deeper meanings? Are we focusing on awareness of Hashem, to whom we're speaking? What does it mean, kavana? Says the Rebbe, simple, simple, simple. What the Gemara says and is recorded in the Paiskim, Da'ainu, what this means is, Lekasher hamachshava el hadibor, Bekesher amitz v'chazak, to bind our thought with the words that are coming out of our mouths, to be aware, Bechlal, is the first level, that we're even davening, right, that we're speaking words to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is accomplished, says the Rebbe, very practical, very basic, that a person should turn his or her ears very, very well to listen to the words that are coming out of our mouths. Very interesting thing. This is called kavana. To make sure that our capacity of hearing is connected with our capacity of speaking. We say a word out of our mouths, our ears hear it. To listen to what the mouth is doing, which is a pretty pretty remarkable thing, right? Because usually when we're engaged in one sense, we're not engaged in perceiving that sense using another sense, right? If you're seeing something, so the ears are out of the picture. The eyes are seeing what they're seeing, and the ears will, you know, if there's a, an accompanying sound, the ears will hear that, right? We don't hear ourselves seeing. We don't smell ourselves hearing, right? To be aware of something that's going on in our inner world using one of our own senses, that's a remarkable thing. We're, we're, we're being mekasher, a part of ourselves, with another part of ourselves. That's, an, that's an, an interesting and amazing phenomenon. To be able to observe yourself. To be able for me to observe myself. Which again, in the normal way of thinking, there's me and then there's the outside world. And I perceive the outside world. I engage with the outside world. But over here, I am using one of my senses that's ordinarily used to perceive the outside world and I'm turning it inward. I'm focusing on something that I am doing, which is an intensely personal experience. I'm preoccupied with my own expressivity, with, with, with my own identity, with my own personality. Says the Rebbe, that's a very, very important thing with tefillah. To listen very deeply to your, to your own words. Says the Rebbe, this is the primary meaning of davening with kavana. To, to make sure that our ears are listening to the words that are coming out of our mouths. Now, on a pragmatic, practical level, we understand this, right? We understand this. This is the way to focus on my tefillah, on my davening, because my ear, if I'm consciously listening to myself speaking, so I'm gonna be really conscious and aware that I'm, I'm davening and I'm gonna listen to the words and I'm gonna be thinking of the words, that makes sense on a simple level. But maybe over here, we could throw in a little bit of a deeper shot as well, a deeper havana, deeper understanding. The premise of tefillah, is to believe in tefillah. To believe in davening. To, to believe that davening matters, that, that, that davening works. To believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is listening to our tefillah. And the premise of listening, uh, the premise rather of believing in tefillah is believing in ourselves. Believing that we are worth listening to. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu cares to listen to us. It begins with value, with self-worth. A concept we've been speaking a lot about in the recent shiurim begins with our own bringing a sense of, of mattering, of really believing in ourselves, believing in the worth of our tefillahs. So the Rebbe says, well, look at what Chazal tell you about how to have kavana, 
It begins with caring enough about something you're doing to pay attention to it instead of constantly using our ears to listen to what everybody else is saying under the assumption that there's far more value in what they're saying than what I could ever say. Says the Rebbe, no. Turn your ears to listen to your own words. Listen to how sweet they are. Listen to how fascinating they are. Listen to how meaningful they are. There's what to keep your ears occupied with your very own words, without the need to always be listening to, to, to someone else. Value your own tefillah. Pay attention to your own tefillah. This is the yisoid, the foundation for actually having kavana during davening because then this means that my davening matters. My davening matters. Vaharaya, I'm listening to it. I care about it. And if I'm caring about it so that I'm going to invest in it, the effort that's required to make sure that it's a tefillah mamash that a Kodesh Baruch is going to care about and listen to very intently. So this is a very beautiful thing, to listen to ourselves and to create a space within our own world, within our own perceptibility, to listen to the words that are coming out of our own mouths. Says the Rebbe, is a ikr tefillah bekavana. And it's also so simple, which is the next point. There's no big hasagas, no big avayda. Just literally, you're davening, use your ears to listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth. Says Reb Nassin, further, Rabbi Nachman did not tell his followers to daven with the Kabbalistic intentions of the Arizal. Arizal revealed many beautiful intentions, Kavanas, based on Kabbalah to understand what the Nikudas, as we're going to see from the Mar Shemesh in a minute, what the nekudas of this particular name of Hashem when we see it as it relates to the bracha that it's found in and to have kavana, to, to, to have intention to focus on different midas of Hashem and different, different letters of Hashem and, 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 and permutations of Hashem's name while we're davening so that could be very sophisticated and a person can get wrapped up in all the kavanas and all the different ideas and all the different elements that he needs to have in mind and this is the way that the Mikubalim Davin, whether the Mikubalim from the Beis Medrash of the Arizal or later on the Rashash famously wrote, a Siddur Rashash with many, many different Kavanas. And his Beis Medrash was very uh, occupied or preoccupied with Davening with those Kavanas and meditating with those Kavanas. But this was not Rabbi Nachman's way. He would not tell his followers to daven with these kavanas. Even though he, he would tell certain of his followers to learn the writings of that Rizal. He wanted them to study the works of that Rizal, but not to daven with those kavanas. He can, he can learn the kavanas, but when it comes to davening, says the Rebbe, simple. Va'amar, and he said, She'ikr shleimas hatfila. The primary shleimus, the fulfillment, the completion of tefillah, the, the, like the, the pinnacle of tefillah, is Baruch Ata Hashem Kipshutai. So on a very simple level, the simplest of levels. Baruch Ata Hashem. Blessed are you Hashem, or Hashem you are the source of blessing, different understandings. Simple, simple, simple. And this, says Rabbi Nachman, is what our main intention should be. Here he adds on another element to learn the explanation of the words. And listen again, activate our ears. And this again assumes that we're davening 
loud enough for our ears to be hearing it. Shemana Esra is a different story, but at least the rest of davening, we, can, we, can, we should daven audibly enough so that our ears should be able to listen and connect with that sense, with that capacity that we have of speech, the words that are coming out of our mouths. Perish hamilas, being mekasha ar machshava to ar dibor, and listening to the words that are coming out of our mouths. This is the this is the ideal of kavana. Without any deep kavanas and asagas and avodas, the words, their meaning, listening to them, valuing valuing our tefillah, thinking about the words that we're saying on a simple level. This is what Rabbi Nachman wanted. Tefillah, al pip al just the simple, simple, simple way of davening. And I, I have the privilege of davening most mornings, almost every morning, next to a bacher in one of the local yeshivas over here. And I, I commended him the other day on this because his, his hanhaga is he sits with a regular sitter that he davens from, just the Lashon HaKadosh, the Hebrew. And right next to that sitter, he has the Hebrew English. And I noticed that when he comes to a word or a phrase that either he doesn't know what the meaning is or he forgot, he looks it up in the during davening, during Shmon Esrei, and he and he looks up the English that he could be Mechav and Perish Amilas. And I told him how how ahead he is. How, how many people could go through their whole lives davening Shmon Esrei and they really don't know what the words mean, what the actual words mean, right? So how, how you know we, we're not giving ourselves a chance. How do we think we should have Kavano when we're just rattling off, uh, you know, just words that have mumbo jumbo has no meaning to us? So this is a good etza Kadavin with a sitter. And in Gadavan, actually, we have an, a, a fellow member of the Minion on our Zoom, Heliger Yassi, right? So there's a Bachar that sits next to me. This is what he does. He sits with his, uh, with his Hebrew English and he, and, he, and he looks it up, which is a, a very beautiful Anhaga to do. Very beautiful, right? So, so this is what it is. Just Mamish Tfila Perish Hamilas, simple. So let's take a look at some of the sources on this and we'll get back to finishing this part of the piece that I wanted to get through today. And then next week we'll, we'll carry on with that. With the sicha, ein hey. Let's take a look at this Torah, Lukutimaran Tanyana Kuf Chaf. At the very, very end of Lukutimaran, second volume, all the way at the end, there are some short teachings on tefillah, and this is one of them, a related teaching. Echad me Anshishlamenu Sipurli says Rav Nassin, who's recording this teaching, one of our Anshishlamenu, meaning our chevra from among the Hasidim, told me Shayimadabrim Rabbeinu Zabavaris Hashem Kedarkai. He was talking to the Rebbe about serving Hashem, different hasa, different different layers and levels and perceptions and madrigas. Behaven Rabbi Nuzal and Rabbi Nachman understood from what he was saying is that Shu It slipped out, I guess, or he just told Rabbi Nachman he didn't know what a shita on it was, and he told him that he's using the kavanas of that rizal to daven. And he says Rabbi Nachman got very Makbid about it. He was very, very specific and 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 he got a little bit upset at him. And he told him, he must stop doing this immediately. Rabbi Nachman said, Do not daven with the kavanas of that Rizal. Just to say the words, just the pshat. And again, you have to understand, Rabbi Nachman understood the importance of the kavanas of the Ari. Rabbi Nachman has Torahs where he goes, I'll pee the kavanas of the Arizal in many places. And, and Rabbi Nassim reveals in the Kutei Alachas that every, every Torah is based on kavanas of the Arizal. He says the whole, all the Kisvei Ari are in the Kutumaran. It's, it's all there. It's built on the, on the Torah of the Arizal, which is built on the Torah of, of Rabbi Shimon. So this is not someone who doesn't believe in Kabbalah, doesn't believe in this stuff and says just daven, you know, it's not enough for you just to daven the actual words that Anshik Nesach wrote for us in the no, Rabbi Nachman understood all of this. 
But he also understood the secret of pshitas, of tamimas. And that's why, if you remember the Lashon that we learned in the beginning of the piece, Rabbi Nachman says, this is the ikr shleimus hatfila. Tfila has a shleimus. Tamimus means simplicity, but it also milashon tam, tam v'nishlam, right? You see at the end of a sefer, tam v'nishlam, it's completed. Tamimus means complete. Shleimus means complete. Just to say the words, simple, simple, simple. There's a shleimus there. There's a sense of completion there. Just to say things on a very basic, simple level. The Rebbe understood, he had a saga in, in, in Pshitos. He understood how great simplicity was, how incredibly sophisticated simplicity is. Just to be a simple Yid is not simple. Not simple. Afalpi, right? And so he writes in parentheses, Afalpi Shazea Ish, Laman Kisfi Ariza Al Kudasa. This guy was one, this Tzadik, I'm sure, was one of the people that was learning the Kisfi Ariza because Rabbi Nachman told him to do that. So he, he was he was ra'oi, he was fitting. Rabbi Nachman told him to learn the kavanas, but afal pikein loy ratza she ispalim kavanas klal. Rabbi Nachman was not happy with people uh, davening with the kavanas of the Arizal. And then Rabbi Nachman added, if a person is not fitting to do this, kishem ispalim kavanas, so then when he davens with the kavanas of the Arizal, it's, it's almost like magic. It's, it's almost like forcing things to happen, and it's, it's not, not a good thing. Kibikishav Nemar, about Kishav, it says, You should not learn to do these things. The Gemara says, Right? You can learn Kishav just to be able to, to know what it is, but not to, not to do it. He says, for certain people, the same applies. Obviously, it's very different to the Kavanas of the Arizal, the Kabbalistic intentions of davening, of, of praying with the uh, Kabbalistic understandings of the Tzaddik, the Arizal. We, we learn it to learn it because it's Taira. But not to apply it. And he throws in Misha in a royalize. So it could be that there are certain people that Rabbi Nachman was okay with davening in such a way, in a very sophisticated, mystical way. But for the regular Hamayin Am, for, for, for regular people, just to say the words. And he said, What Tfila is, again, on, a, on the most simple of levels, Hashem is our, is our father, and we are his child. And Tfila gives us the opportunity for relationship that's it it gives us the opportunity to fortify the relationship just like if a child needs something from their father or from their mother and they come and they ask there's the opportunity for 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 a bond there's the opportunity for connection that's what fila is very simply the opportunity for us as jews to connect to hashem our source our father in heaven and he says because this is the case he says, really, it would have been better, says Rabbi Nachman, to just daven in English or to daven in whatever language you're most uh, uh, comfortable with or familiar or fluent in. It's much more real. It's much more experiential to really feel when, you, when you're saying your own words. Otherwise, it's like some foreign thing. It becomes a ritual, right? But if you actually use words to talk to Hashem like you talk to anybody, so the heart is closer to the words. And of course, that's where Rabbi Nachman uh, advises us to add on to the three compulsory tefillahs every day and to daven 
with our with our own words, and that's called despodidos, of course. Then there's an even stronger connection on a very practical level, me connecting to him. But once the Anshiknesis Hagdala came and they instituted for us the words of our Siddur. Like the Rambam says, why did they do this? Is because people just lost the ability to come up with original prayers every day. It just wasn't happening. So said, we'll standardize things. And now every person has a sitter. And so even if you don't have the words, you have the words. So he says, once gave us the sitter. So then we have the obligation of obviously to daven with those words. But don't forget the main thing. That's what the Rebbe always wanted to remind us. Don't take your eye off the ball. What is this Be'emes? The main thing is Dveikus. The main thing is on a basic, simple level, we need things in life, we come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we ask Him for those things. That's the, that's the main thing. That's what tefillah is. Dveikus. Spend time with Hashem every day. The main thing is just to understand the words on their simple level. This is the primary purpose of tefillah in the first place. Not some magical incantation formula. That, that's already too, too sophisticated. Simple. We all need things. We all need things in our life. We all need things. We come to tefillah and anshiknesa put all of the needs that we might have into Shemayna Esrei, into Pesukah De Zimra, all the praise that we want to that we want to sing, all the thanks we want to give, all the things we want to ask for. So it's very simple. Hashem is is real, and He's real not as some mysterious being, just this divine concept. Hashem is real, Kiilu with a personality. He's our Melech. He's our Av, and He wants us to relate to Him as such. To come to him and to say, Master of heaven and earth, I know you're the infinite one and you're beyond Asaga and you're unfathomable in every way and you're rach, like you're removed from me and my experience in every way. But when I come to Davin, with, uh, to Davin and I come to Tefillah, I'm really just coming to spend some time with you. I'm coming to spend time with you because you're my father. Simple words. That's the main thing. Simple words. Hashem, I need you for everything. I believe in my tefillah. I believe that you're listening. I believe that you care. And I believe that you help for everything. Like Rabbi Nachman says in another place, we say in Ashrei, which on a simple level means Hashem is good to, to, to everyone, to all. For Rabbi Nachman says it means something else too. Not just that Hashem is good to all, but that Hashem is good for everything. Hashem is an all-purpose divinity. <laughs> There's nothing Hashem is not good for. There's nothing that you have in your life that HaKadosh Baruch Hu isn't the perfect material to, to mend that particular fracture, that particular gap. Toiv Hashem lakol. What is HaKadosh Baruch Hu good for? He's good for everything. Everything you need. We need Him. Toiv Hashem lakol. So everything that we need, we, we bring Hashem into it. We make space for Hashem in our lives. We make Him real by talking to Him without highfalutin ideas. Straight. Just straight. Mama's straight. And, and that says Rabbi Nachman, that's the deepest. 
That's maybe even deeper than the Kavanas of the Arizal. It's the deepest. That's the deepest, as we'll see. We get close to Hashem. We build on this relationship. We make Him real. We make Him a part of our lives. Is there anything deeper than that? Even though it seems so simple, or specifically because it seems so simple, and it is, it's the deepest. It's tmimus. It's shleimus. If a person lives in Eretz Yisrael and he's always speaking such a person doesn't need to really put energy into thinking about the meaning of the words because he knows what the words mean. Right? That he's, he, knows, he knows the meaning. Right? So for this person, he should be extra careful to just listen to the sound of the words coming out of his mouth, to listen to them, to be curious about them, to be observant of them, to watch them, to hear them, to take interest in them. Zehu Iker Kavanas Atfila, this for him is the main kavana of Tfila. And then he says, and this is what we're coming to, he says, by the greatest of all tzaddikim, etzlam, for them, kol hakavana shal arizal heim peirish he says all the big ideas of the Arizal and all the deep kavanas and all the, 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 the specific Kabbalistic nuances and inflections and, and different things to think about and have in mind and meditate on. Heim perish hamila. So at the, at the end of the day, it all comes back to, to what the words actually mean. To what the words actually mean. So when they looked at the simple meaning of the words, that, that itself was all the kavanas of the Arizal. They understood how Anche Knesset Hagdoila, they invested those kavanas into the words. It's not two separate things. So they happen to know how that is. We don't. But at the end of the day, says Rabbi Nachman, really, we don't need anything other than Rafa'enu Hashem Vene Rafe. I'm not feeling so good. Vene Rafe, please heal me. That's the deepest. That's that's the most Kabbalistic thing you can do. It's just a Davin, simple Perish Hamilais. And uh, I should have included in the source. I'm just remembering it now. But I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell it to you outside. So the Chavis HaTalmidim, the piece that's Nereba, at the end, he has a section called Shloisha Ma'amarim, which we've quoted from in the past. We've learned a little bit from, I believe, in previous shirim. Shloisha Ma'amarim is three discourses, very, very beautiful. Ma'amari Chasidus. And in one of those uh, uh, Ma'amarim, I think it's on Tfilo, which makes sense. So he says over there the following. He says a mashal. He says, if a person comes to a watchmaker... And his watch is broken. And so he brings it to this workshop and he asks the guy to fix his watch, help him with the watch. So the watchmaker takes it, he opens it up and he knows what's going on inside, all the different cogs and the gears and the wheels and the, and the, the bands and everything that's going on inside a watch. And he sits there with his you know, tweezers, whatever tools that they use, and he puts everything back into the place and he, he closes it up. So he gives it back to this guy and because his watch hadn't been working in some time, so he needs to set it. So what does he do when he needs to set the watch? He doesn't open it up and start to manipulate all the gears inside and make sure this one's moving and that one's moving that one and this one is working from this place and, 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 and figuring out. He just takes the tiny pin on the side. Every watch is a little bit different, but most watches, you just pop it out a stickle and you just you turn it. And by turning it, Everything that needs to happen inside the intricacies of the watch is happening. 
even though he doesn't know how it works. You don't need to know how it works. You could use the same muscle for so much of technology. When we get into a car, we, we, press, we press the gas, you know, and it, and it goes. We don't know how it goes. Maybe some of us do, but, the, 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 you know, the overwhelming majority of people that drive cars have not an inkling how this thing is actually happening, but they don't need to. They don't need to. It's been constructed in such a way that if you use it with its user-friendly interface, it, it works. It works, even though the inner workings of how it works are incomprehensibly uh, intricate and, and detailed and complicated. And if all of us would need to understand how cars work before working them, I, I dare say there would be many, many fewer cars on the roads, right? Because who has the brain space for that? Who has the talent for that? Who has the time for that? Baruch Hashem, you know, things work. Breathing, breathing. If we had to understand how breathing worked before we could breathe, everyone would be dead. No one understands how breathing works. We breathe. It works. Says the Piyasetz Nerebbe, all of this is a muscle for the kavanas of tefillah and davening. He says, Anshik were the big watchmakers of the car uh, uh, you know, uh, mechanics or producers. He says, they put into tefillah all the different kavanas of how the, the, the tefillah is impacting Shamayim and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's drawing energies from all the different names of Hashem and all the different layers and levels and spheres and worlds and, 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 and everything that's happening in every bracha. They put all of that in to the tefillah. So all you have to do is, it's not even a stick shift card. It's, 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 it's just automatic. All you need to do is open a sitter and say the words of Shemana Esrei with simple kavana. Which means, like Rabbi Nachman said, to be aware that you're davening, make sure that our ears are listening to the words that we're saying, and to try as best as we can to mean it on the simplest of levels. I'm coming to shul to spend time with Hashem, to connect to Hashem, to let Hashem in in my life, to make it clear that I'm reliant on Hashem. That's it. Simple words. And that's us pressing the gas in the car. That's us turning that little cog in the outside of the watch. Everything is working on its own almost on its own. That's how the Anshei Knesset Hagdala set up the sitter. So we have to be aware that great things are happening. Maybe we'll get to the Madrega one day where we'll learn about those things. But when it comes to davening, said the Rebbe, simple, tmimus and pshitas. That's what Yiddishkeit is about. Just the simplicity of it. The simplicity of it. And that's that Torah from Likud Tumran. Let's take a look at this fascinating, beautiful, Mamash a beautiful teaching from the, from the Ma'arva Shemesh. And the Ma'ar Shemesh, who was a Talmud of the Noyam Elimelech, and he actually quotes his Rebbe over here in this piece. The Heilige Rev. Kleinimus Kalman Epstein, I believe was his name, the Ma'ar Shemesh, the third generation of, the fourth generation of Hasidus. He says like this, He says there are many, Tzadikim, that are davening with the Kabbalistic intentions of the Ariza, with the Kavanas, with the Kavanas Hari. He says, in our times, we don't need to do this anymore. So he's coming from a different angle. It's not that we, we, we shouldn't because there's, there's a better alternative for us or like Rabbi Nachman says, it could be damaging if we're not rowy for it, which most of us are aren't, rather, or are in that category. He, over here he comes from a different angle. He says, maybe in earlier times they needed to, but in our times, he says, and he's probably referring to after the advent of the Baal Shem Tov, right, which m changed many things, like the Baal Shem Tov taught, things are different. 
Now, why are things different? Listen to what he says. He says, I heard from my Rebbe, the Rebbe of Malach of Lezhensk. That he said, He says, not to daven with the kavanas of the Rizal. So it wasn't just Rabbi Nachman. Other tzaddikim felt the same way. And he explained, listen to this. This mom is so powerful. Mom is powerful. He says, Why would somebody daven from that sitter of the Ari that has all the kavanas of the Arizal? Why would somebody daven with the sitter Ari? Is because over there, the names of Hashem are written very clearly, and, and, and very uh, large, printed large, all the names of Hashem. And to understand this very deeply, who kach? Who kach? The primary understanding of the Kabbalistic understanding of the names of Hashem that we say in our tefillah has to do, without getting into the depth of this now, it has to do with the nikudos of those names. Even though we don't pronounce the Shem Yud Kevavke, when the Shem Yud Kevavke has different nikudos, it refers to different spiritual energies in the spiritual realm. Without getting into the depth of that now, it doesn't mean that they pronounce the name Yud Kevavke or that they pronounce Aleph Dalet Nun Yud, which is the name that we use instead of saying Yud Kevavke. They don't pronounce it any differently. But if you look, they can have the Kavana of the different different energies, the different Nikudas that are printed in, in those uh, Sidurim. There are even Sidurim that are used popularly today called Masak Midvash, the Matok Midvash or Daniel Frisch, right? Uh, for, you know, and, 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 and they also have over there, you can see different Nikudas for the names. Right? This time you see Yudke Bavke and it has Kamats under all the letters. And that's talking about uh, the sphere of Keser, right? And that's that. Visham, right? And sometimes Visham and And sometimes the name has a different Akud that's all with uh, with a Shva, right? You know, under all the letters. And that's Moiral Ininze, which is Gvura. Right? All the Nakudas have, have what they are Moira on, what they hint to. So he says, but why would we be having Kavanas? in the Shemas that have to do with the Nikudas? Why would, why would we have that in mind when we're saying Yudke Vavke? She says it's written from the Hilga Sfarim, from the Holy Works of Sfarim, because the Nikudas are the Nefesh of the letters. Letters alone is comparable to a guf, to a body. If you just have letters on a page, without any nekudas, and you don't know what the nekudas are, not like these words over here that I'm reading because I know what the nekudas are, but if you just have letters on a page and you have no idea what the nekudas are, it's a corpse because it, it can't move. You, you can't move from letter to letter if you don't know what the vowels are. You can't pronounce a word. You don't know, it doesn't move. It doesn't have a sound. It doesn't have a meaning. It's, it's just corporeal, coarse, physical, so to speak, just bodies, right? But it, it has no spirit. So the Nakudas are called the Nefesh HaOisiyos. They're, they're, they're the soul of the Oisiyos. And if you have Ta'amim, like for example, in the, in the Torah, we have Trup, right? We have a different ways of, of, of reading the, uh, the, the, the Torah, how to lean the Torah. And the crowns on top of the letters, that's higher levels of the soul, Ruach and Neshama. That's already the spirit is the ta, is the ta'amim, and then the tagin is the highest part, the neshama of the letter, so to speak, is the crowns 
on top of the letters. So first we just have the letters, that's the body. And then we have nekudas, ta'amim, and tagim are the nefesh, ruach, and neshama of the letters. Very fascinating. Nefesh, ruach, and neshama of the letters are the nekudas, which is the vowels, the ta'amim, which is the way that we lane the letters, and the tagim, which is the crowns of the letters. Kedi'isa b'tikunim as is brought on the tikunim zayar. So he says, umemela. So he says, think of it this way. We want the letters to move. And so we think we need to come to tefillah and we have to be big mikubalim and we have to read the names of Hashem and have the kavana for the nekudas in that name and the tamim in that name and the tagin in that name and to bring the letters to life with nefesh, ruach, and neshama. But he says, once the Baal Shem Tov came to the world, when we show up to davening with our nefesh, which is related to maisa, just our davening, Akiris Vasayim Avi Maisa, just the physical moving of our lips and, and the Hemoitzai Sapeh, the five parts of the mouth that contribute to speech. Nefesh. Viruchai. And when we come with our Dibor, with that functionality, the capacity of speaking, what that means for breath to become voice, that becomes words. Vinishmasai, which is connected to thinking, we bring our Kavana into the Tvila. And we bind them all together by davening intentionally with kavana. So he says, good. You just activated all the Kabbalistic intentions that you could have possibly activated with having in mind all the kavanas of that Rizal. Because you brought your tefillah to life. Not because you found the nefesh, ruach, and neshama of the letters in a Kabbalistic sense, but because you yourself serve as the nefesh, ruach, and neshama of these letters by davening them with passion, with consciousness, and with intentionality. You become, you become the kavanas ari. You are the Kabbalistic mystery. You don't need to have in mind the Kabbalistic mystery, to bring the letters to life. You bring them to life. He says, once the Baal Shem Tov came and showed how all the Kavanas of the Arizal are wrapped up into the simple shot of the, of the meaning like we saw from Rabbi Nachman, and more than that, that, that we are the, the, the embodiment of, of all the worlds, within ourselves, we, we are all of those madrigas that the, that the Arizal spoke about. It's, it's all taking place within us. That's what the Baal Shem Tov did, right? Vis-a-vis what the earlier Mikubalim did. They all wanted to bring earth up to heaven. But the Baal Shem Tov Mamish brought heaven down to earth. He showed how we have it within us. So he says, good, you become the Kavanas of that Rizal. You bring your nefesh, ruach, and neshama into your tefillah, brings it to life. Whatever name of Hashem you're, you're saying, with all of you, with your action, with your speech, with your thought, Fully activated, functional, at, at full capacity. And a natural way, you're already in, in, in imbuing that name with its nekudas, its tagin, and its and its uh, and its ta'amim. Hamoyrim, which like we said, which allude to, which are related to nefesh, ruach, and neshama, shel ha'oisius keniskalel of the letters. The kavana zu. And he says, when we have this kavana, and it could be a kavana, before you start davening, before I start davening, take 30 seconds. 
Remember, you have a nefesh, a ruach, and a neshama. Action, speech, and thought. And you intend in davening now to do your best, and we're going to learn from Rabbi Nachman later that it's very hard to do this, and, and we're going to see. That's the next part of the, of the teaching, which either we'll get to today or we'll carry on next week. But you intend, and you express your yearning and your desire to bring all of you into your davening. All, mamish, all of you. Not just your mindless action, just, you know, your mouth moving. That, that's just nefesh. No, but to be conscious that you're, you're speaking. Mamish speech, not just mindless flapping of lips. Your mamish speaking, that's ruach and, and neshama. You are speaking what you're, what you're thinking. You're expressing yourself consciously through tefillah. Says the Ma'ar Shemesh v'kavana zu oila al kol ha'kavanas. This is deeper, this is more exalted than any of the kavanas of the Arizal, of the Rashash. This is the highest kavana there is. Shlemus, Tmimus, Tam v'nishlam. Simple, it's complete. Mamish complete. So here's a little story. The Rebbe, Rebbe Nassim brings us down to Chaim Aran. Where he says the following, Baruch Hashanah on the very last Rosh Hashanah of Rabbi Nachman's life, a lot, a lot, a lot to say about that Rosh Hashanah. Every detail is described in Mamish, the specifics of specifics of what took place that Rosh Hashanah in Uman, the last Rosh Hashanah of Rabbi Nachman's life. So, Spending Rosh Hashanah by Rabbi Nachman was his grandson, who was called Yisrael, presumably named after the Baal Shem, Yisrael, the son of his son-in-law, this Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Mikreminchok is Rabbi Nachman's son-in-law. V'nechtoi and this boy Yisrael hayadai nar katan was still a very little boy shalish shaar b'shanim just a little kid. For Rabbeinu Zechon of the Rocha he covered all of hachilah shaloi. It's Yadua Rabbi Nachman suffered suffered terribly from tuberculosis for the latter part of his life and it intensified it to unimaginable measure in that final tukufa right at the end because Rosh Hashanah was right at the end he was nifter chalamid sukkis fourth night. The night of Moshe Rabbeinu. And Rabbi Nachman was very ill. Very, very, very deathly ill. It was, it was at the very end of his life. Rabbi Nachman was sitting, or, was sitting or laying, probably laying, with his chassidim around, and his grandson was there too. So Rabbi Nachman said, Yisrael, Referring to his grandson Yisrael, his He says, "Please daven to Hashem that I should regain my strength." Heishiv, so this little boy, three or four, Heishiv, he answered, He said, "Well, give me your watch, and I'll daven for you." He said, oh, "You, you give me something, I'll give you something." So Anur Rabbeinu Zechon of the Racha. So Rabbi Nachman made a joke, right? Harry Isam Shekvaru Guter Yid. Rabbi Nachman says he is already a Rebbe. This little three-year-old is Kavalt. He's already a Rebbe. Mitzavin Sheatin Lechevitz Beshvul Sheispal, right? Because this is what the Rebbes did. They took a pidyon. You you give me some a donation, and then I'll daven for you. So he said he already he, he's already a, a, an Admar. So Rabbi Nachman had his humor till till the end. Vinasan Lai, and this wraps up, you know, nicely what we said earlier about the watch, right? There's something special about a watch and tefillah, that muscle that we use. V'nasan lo'yir, Nachman took off his watch and he gave it to him. V'lakach anar hazegrul, and the little three-year-old, this four-year-old little boy, took the watch, v'halach and he went to a corner. 
and he said like this, God, 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 let, let my Zayda, let my grandfather be, be well. Hashem, Hashem, just let my grandfather be healthy. So some of the people there started laughing. Not because they were making fun, but it was just cute. They started smiling. They started laughing. So Rabbi Nachman got very serious and he said, This is how you daven. Is there any, way, is there any other way to daven than this? This is the way to daven. With total simplicity, like a little boy davens or speaks to his father, like one man speaks to his friend. Very powerful story. Very, very, but there are a lot of different angles and facets of this story. But what it means is very simple. We can turn Yiddishkeit into like a, a ritualistic, like, like complicated, convoluted thing. And maybe there's, there's place for that. Yiddishkeit is very deep. Tefillah is very deep. The Kavanah the Arisa are very deep. The Kavanah the Rishash. It's a whole world. It's a whole universe. But at the end of the day, like Rabbi Nachman says on the Kutumaran, Achar kol like, okay, fine, there are chachmas. But after all of that, like, like the bottom line, Rabbi Nachman's Lashen there is, Achar kol achachmas, Shalolios chacham klal. After it all, Simplicity. Simplicity is the highest thing there is. Simple. I want to build a relationship with Hashem. Simple. Kaddish Baruch Hu is my father. I need something. Hashem listens to me. He wants to see me. In fact, He wants to see me so much that He gave me three opportunities a day to see Him. And He, to- he told me through His Sadiqim that I can contact Him whenever I want in my own language. That's called the Spoidudas. I could speak to Him the whole day. Like Rabbi Yochanan says, right? Halavai, a person should always be in a state of tefillah the whole day. And I communicate with Him in no less plain and real a way as I communicate with the person sitting next to me who He created. He's at least as real to me as that. And in a way of total simplicity, without any sophisticated ideas or intentions, push it, I, I try to be present in that relationship. Because it, it means something to me. Because it means something to me. So this is just a couple of parenthetic insights on the beginning of Sichas Ran Ayin. Hey, A, because it's not the whole teaching, it's just the beginning. And now let's read a little bit further, and next week we'll carry on with Ayin Hay Bezus Hashem. Rabbi Nachman made fun, or, or he he criticized those who said that you don't need to really put much effort into tefillah. Just a tefillah is not so important, you know. You go, you dive, and you go out. No, he says you you need to you need to compel yourself. You know, mamash work on it. You've got to dab with energy. It's got to be with energy, with fire. To put yourself, all of you, into the words of tefillah. Which we learned about in last week's shir. If a person gets distracting thoughts coming at us, like we learned last week at length, just ignore it. 
not focus on it at all. Ragiyasa es shaloi. We were medayik last time. Shaloi, what you really want to do, like Rabbi Nachman said, Rabbis machshavas belav ish. Even when a person's distracted with so many different thoughts, atzas Hashem hisakum. Hashem knows you're doing you. You know that that's something else. It's an external force. It's, it's not you. You're you're davening, and also some you, somebody's distracting you. It happens to be in your own head, but it's somebody else. You do you. Ragiyasa es shaloi. The yispal kedarkoi. Continue davening. Don't focus and don't become discouraged and don't become upset at yourself and don't become angry because of any confusing experience that you're having. You just carry on. Don't focus on them. Which we've already learned both in Sicha Saran and in Lakute Maran. Then Rabbi Nachman says a very encouraging and interesting thing. He says, in fact, it is impossible for a person to daven the entire tefillah from beginning to end with total kavana. At least for most people, I'm sure big tzaddikim, I'm sure Rabbi Nachman daven with kavana, right? The Baba Chareba davened with kavana, and uh, you know the Chida and uh, and the Archaim Kaddish and and the Benishchai and uh, and and the Baal Shem and all that's in the Vilna and everybody they daven be kavana. Rabbi Nachman says, for sort of simple people, so to speak, it's impossible. To, to, to really accomplish that. He says, at the end of the day, just take take stock of what the what the reality is. He says, no, nobody keeps kavana from the beginning all the way to the end throughout. It's very rare. Usually you, you have snatches and then you you fall out of it, you go, you pop back in. Okay, now you have a strong kavana again. And then it goes in and out like this. Bracha to bracha, pasuk to pasuk, pasuk to zimra. She'echad ha'aymer katayrus bekavana. There are some people that they feel very connected to kavana, to, to the katayrus. And, and then they read it out of, uh, you know, the, the ksav, like like written properly. Be'echad ha'aymer pasuk to zimra bekavana. Another person says pasuk to zimra with a lot of force. And then birchaz kriyashma start and you fall out of that. So Rabbi Nassim says, V'ri'isi b'ksav av tayra al-zeh. Rabbi Nachman had a tayra about this. But he says, I wasn't merit, I didn't merit to record it. So he spoke about this elsewhere. But whatever I do remember from there, whose night and day is tonight and tomorrow. What a privilege to be mishtatif in that hilula, to try as whatever way that we can. To be a part of it, to be a part of it, to go to an event, to, to be mechabed the tzaddik. The Gemara says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is boy biakrusa the tzaddikaya. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to honor his tzaddikim. He gets big pleasure from that. It's a big Indian, big Indian. I think, that I, if I'm not mistaken, Rav Shimon over here, the Heliger Rav Shimon is actually Meron. Is that the case? Not a Meron yet. Your mom is Meron. Gewalt. Gewalt. The Heliger Rav Shimon. I mean both of them, right? So so to be to be mechabed the tzaddikim, to be a part of that. Ah. So it says in the Zara Kaddish, There are those among our nation who are called the masters of the hands, and there are those that are called the masters of the of the feet. There are different kinds of yidin that have their own expertise, their own Indian, their own part to play. We saw Alaf Avdals, we saw just this past weekend, right? The uh, the coronation of King Charles III over here in the UK it was a very, very big deal. 
Um, and just watching the parade, you see all different kinds of soldiers and each one has their part and they're not jealous of the other ones and they're not fighting with the other ones. They're all part of one army and, and they, they have their place. And that's how it is with Yidin. It's just so remarkable. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a mosaic of, 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 uh, of forces where his army, it's unbelievable. So he says, hanal. This is how it works with tefillah. Every person has their chalik and tefillah that they are going to daven with kavana. They feel connected to it. That's their, that's their part of tefillah. Even though, of course, all of us are shy to the whole tefillah and we shouldn't use this as an excuse and we shouldn't come to justify focusing on one part and then spacing out the rest because, oh, that's not my thing. No, all of us are shy to all of tefillah and all of us should try to work on, have, on getting to the level where we could be mechavin more and more and more. But he says, let a person not become discouraged. When you've been having kavana in Pesukah de Zimra, and then just something happens, and all of a sudden after Baruch you sit down and just like, boom. Like, what, what, what happened here? Says the Rebbe, that's, that's normal. That this happens. You just carry on davening in the simple way that we said. Bipshitas, saying the words, having in mind, and the, the feeling or the lack thereof, that that's out of our control. We do what, 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 what we need to do. And he says, even though sometimes a person is mamish toiling and he just he can't, he cannot dive in with Kavana at all. Don't become discouraged. Because this is the main thing, says Rabbi Nachman, that I want to get across to you. Never ever become discouraged. Things happen in life. You reframe it. You understand that it's part of the process. It's part of the story that Hashem is telling through me. All that I can do is try my best. That's what I can do. Things happen out of my control. And I know that I tried as much as I can. And then I just I got blindsided. It was, it was something that was out of left field. It was beyond my capacity. I felt compelled, forced, etc. We don't become discouraged. I feel him yavar love ma. No matter what goes on in your life. And even if a person feels that they, they can't daven at all. So push yourself. Don't come with expectations to tefillah. It's got to be like this. I got to feel this. I, I got to you know, have such deep kavana. No. We begin with just the simple thing. Hashem, you told me to come to Shacharis. I'm coming to Shacharis. These are the words of the Anjik Nes I believe that just in saying them simply and having just the simplest intention in mind, like the watch muscle, already it's changing the whole world. I come with Tmimas. Just read the words like a kid, like a child, like Rabbi Nachman's grandson. What was his name? Rabbi Nachman's grandson, Yisrael. Simple. Simple. And then he should just carry on just saying the words simply and be happy about that. Not in a way of discouragement. Oh, look how, look how I missed out on this tefillah, so whatever, I just I have to say the words. I'm not going to just close the sitter and leave shul. No. Be content with that. Pshitos is not so simple. Something great is being accomplished here, even if we're not aware of it. 
from just doing this and having this in mind and being aware of this while we're davening so that when you feel that you get to a, po- a point in your tefillah where something shifted and you lost that, that fire and that energy and that excitement and that passion that you had maybe two paragraphs ago and something changed in Shemana Esrei and all of a sudden you just don't feel it anymore. Carry on simply. Remember that carrying on simply is not simple. It's very deep. It's mamish deep. It's beyond deep. I'm showing up. I'm bringing my nefesh, ruach, and neshama. I'm here and I'm invested into trying to do this properly. Says the Rebbe, This itself will awaken you. This itself will bring your heart back into it. By carrying on with the right perspective and not giving up and not becoming discouraged and beating yourself up, looking down on your tefillah. No, remember, always listen to your tefillahs. Very deep. Your tefillahs are worth listening to. If you don't believe that your tefillahs are worth listening to for you, then why should you believe that Hashem thinks that your tefillahs are worth listening to? It starts with us valuing it. Listening to the words coming out of our mouths. Hashem says, let me hear your, 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 your voice. Your voice is sweet. And Rabbi Nachman is telling all of us to believe that too. We also can listen to the voice that's coming out of our throats, the words that are coming out of our mouths. I believe it, Rabbi Nachman. I believe that my words are precious. I believe that my words matter. I believe that the force that a Jew in 2023 has to push against in order to get out of bed and get to davening or to open up a sitter or to believe that there's a Kodesh Baruch Hu worth davening to. I mean, it's, it's infinite, infinite, infinite how powerful that is. So it's worth listening to. And I believe, a Kodesh Baruch Hu, that you also believe that my voice is sweet and worth listening to. So you carry on. And you're, you, you'll just get awakened on your own. Says the Rebbe, don't come to tefillah and say, okay, well, listen, you know, from, for, you know, so I won't try to have kavanah at all. I'm just going to say the words and hopefully it'll happen. Says the Rebbe, no, you got to do yours with hishtadlus. You got to do, do, you know, try and invest as much as you can, your kavanah, your kayach into the tefillah. In the middle of davening, if you feel that you that you lost it, this is the Eitzah. Pshitos, simplicity, the simple meaning of the words. Nefesh, ruach, neshama activates the nekudas, the ta'amim, the tagim. And this brings us to a place of shlemus in our tefillah. But in a simple way. Without getting stuck in the, in the details and missing the ultimate point, which is which is to let Hashem into our lives, to build a conscious relationship with our Father in heaven. To daven like Yisrael, to daven like this, this grandson of Rabbi Nachman, this little three-year-old boy, to daven with pshitas, tmimas, and to believe in our tefillah, to believe in it. That's the whole Lagba Omer, it's just about that. Lagba Omer, Rabbi Nachman, the Rajbi, Rabbi Shimon Bar Imamish believed in every Yid. He believed in every Yid. Rajvi is Roshetevis, Bishvil Yisrael Shanikru Ureshis. He reminds HaKadosh Baruch Hu, no, this, this is the Yid that you created the world for. Bishvil Yisrael Shanikru Ureshis. Things happen in our lives along the way. Things devolve, things fall apart. 
but we have the nakudas haracious inside of us. There's, there's that untainted beginning. It's, it's still there. It's accessible. Rabbi Shimon is Rabbi Shimon gives us the energy to start fresh, to start again, to start anew, to believe in ourselves, to believe in our tefillah. Shibzeicha to all the ashpais of this great day.